This is Locked On Bama, so we will spend a lot of time on the Crimson Tide. But today, we also want to take at least one segment and talk about the loss of a legend in the coaching mix. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody. welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Good. I'm uh, standing in front of Bryant-Denny Stadium while also being in a hotel in Gulfport, Mississippi. So try to beat that. It's like the event horizon. You got to quit swaying, though. Somebody actually oh. made the comment that uh, uh, you they were like, why does that guy keep moving back and forth? Because like you're, you're like a ghost image that just sort of comes in and out of frame. <laughs> I, I need to fix it. You do it sitting down. I, I prefer doing the show standing up, and I guess when I stand up, it's harder to be still. Very true. Very true. Um, Jimmy, this uh, episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. I cannot wait to talk about Omaha Steaks in just a little bit. Um, but until then, Alabama has lost another player to the dubious transfer portal, Aaron Anderson, who by some services was a five um, is in the portal. Uh, doesn't sound like he's going to come back. I mean, they, of course, if you get in the portal, you, of course, can come back. Doesn't sound like that's his plan. Uh, he faced some injuries this year. Um, didn't really have much of an opportunity, I guess. Um, I, I, a few things. First of all, is this a sign that Bama fans need to panic a little bit? Is this uh, – on a repercussion of Bill O'Brien not being fired yet, or is this good attrition, or is it somewhere in the gray area? Um, I think it's. I think a lot of things can be true in these situations uh, because Aaron Anderson is a really good prospect. And he's probably going to be probably a very good college football player. Uh, and we worked hard to sign him, and now he, when he's producing as a college football player, won't be for Alabama. And that since that's all, uh, no doubt it's bad. Uh, I, I don't think, by the way, it has anything at all to do with Bill O'Brien for for bunch. Or it has nothing to do with with anything. Uh, although I do find it kind of odd or coincidental that in in terms of kids that are voluntarily leaving and getting in the portal some are offensive players it's the offensive line and wide receivers that are uh sort of filing into the portal i really think largely it's it's, it's somewhat of coincidence I don't, I don't really believe it has anything to do with the alabama offense or bill o'brien as i've said on the show multiple multiple Brian will be the offensive coordinator next season and i think all the players are extremely aware of this so that's why, that's why, you know, uh, it, it's, you know, that, that it's not a factor, but Aaron Levin's not good. I, I'm going to compare it to the Drew Sanders situation. Uh, although it, it is an apples to apples at all. It, it's Drew Sanders in the sense that this is attrition that you, you probably didn't want to see or didn't want to happen. You know, I, I think that's, that's probably true here, uh, but a huge difference. Aaron's not a proven player like Drew was. Uh, and, and, you know, 
He's a, a much younger player coming off the injury active snaps. Look, everybody's got to understand that they signed five receivers in one class. The day that we signed five receivers in one class, minimum one, if not two, destined to leave the program early. There's only so many snaps to go around. You got five guys in this class, and now they're all about to be sophomores, and you think, okay, now we're going to be experienced and we're and, and we know the offense, and now we're all going to play. And Alabama signs a JUCO kid. And you can't blame Alabama. This is the best JUCO football player in college football in Malik Benson coming in. So, I, look, now you're talking – you can only have about six guys to play with the first team. This idea that you can have eight or nine, that's that's terrible. That's not a good idea at all. Your best players aren't getting enough snaps. Why, ha, why are you playing your eighth best player and sitting your first best? player you can't do that you need six sort of by the way a top number in the rotation you, you don't really need more than six or it's going to be uh counterproductive so if six receivers are in the rotation and Jermaine Burton's coming back which looks likely Ja'Cory Brooks will be in the first team rotation Malik Benson a Juco you recruited him to be in the first team rotation and three young players Kendrick Law Isaiah Bond and Kobe Prentice, they're all ahead of Anderson. So there's your six right there. I'm sure Anderson's looking at that, looking at the snaps going, I didn't play this year. I don't think I'm going to play next year. That's why I left looking for some sort of conspiracy theory or black helicopter or there must be something that I'm unaware. This is just simply the vast majority of kids that go in the portal are going somewhere where they can play more. That's that's you know, Aaron just did not see a path to the playing fees himself as a punt returner. Kool-Aid's got that job that that's going nowhere, at least not next year. Uh, so he's just going somewhere where he feels he can get on the field faster. Yeah. And you know, one name that um, was absent in there, uh, conspicuously absent was um, Chaz Preston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's I mean, I'm be surprised fun. he hadn't gotten in the portal. I mean, not because I don't think he's good, not whatever. I mean, I know he's been hurt too. My, my point is Aaron Anderson played some. You know, JoJo Earl played. Uh, Treshawn Holden played. But Chaz Preston, who ESPN had as like right. a top 15 player in the country, didn't play. Now he was hurt, I understand. Um, but I just find it – hey, look, kudos to uh, Chaz. Hope he sticks around. Well, I hope he sticks around too. Uh, and, and all these – Guys need to have some level of patience. Shaz was redshirted, uh, which is probably good for his development. And for everything that I'm aware of, he's on track to be a really good player at Alabama. And some of these kids will have patience and some of them will not. And as of today, as we're speaking today, because who's going to be shocked if, if that kid or any others in the portal? by the end? But as I speak today, uh, I would just simply say that Shaz Preston and Aaron Anderson were in the same boat. And today, Aaron Anderson had no patience, and Shaz Preston is exercising some level of patience. And one of them, uh, if not both, are making a good decision for themselves. People that have been patient at Alabama, it has paid off big time for some kids. Other kids just have no patience, and they're like, "Hey, if I'm not a first team player right now, I'm leaving." And 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 okay, okay, good luck. 
that's going to be the new way of the world. Um, and yeah. uh, we're just all going to have to learn to deal with it. Jimmy, something you don't necessarily have to deal with, and you you actually want to deal with this, and that's Omaha steaks. I got to tell everybody about Omaha steaks. Look at that delicious, delicious filet right there I put up on YouTube. My father, as I've said multiple times right here on this podcast, my, my father, uh, my kid's grandfather loves to send them steaks and hamburgers and hot dogs and uh, desserts like apple tarts, all this stuff comes from Omaha Steaks and they absolutely love it. They just dig into it and you can buy so much for so long. You can feed a, a, an army for like two weeks with all you can get for just, I mean, it feels like pennies on the dollar. It really does. Um, I absolutely love this stuff. Um, absolutely fantastic. Tastes delicious. Always sent to you on time. Always sent to you in great packaging very very this is just insane omaha steaks is cut prices 50 percent site-wide to make you the gift giving hero that you always wanted to be the holidays are here achieve gifting greatness when you give the gift of perfectly aged tender and delicious omaha steaks omaha steaks is everything you need to give the gift that's simply perfect send an assortment of my favorites like the delicious butcher's cut filet mignon air air chilled boneless chicken ultra juicy burgers and even easy to prepare comfort meals that are ready in a flash don't wait order today and beat the shipping rush go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code locked on at checkout that's one word locked on at checkout a gift from the heart use promo code locked on at checkout and get that extra forty dollars off look there's fifty percent off already and then you get another forty dollars off when you use promo code locked on at omaha steaks all right, Jimmy, um, I guess we'll take a quick second because I'll talk about basketball in the final segment. Uh, Mike Leach did pass away, head coach Mississippi State. Um, absolute tragedy. We had heard all what's weird is we had heard all these rumors about his health and possible retirement, you know, weeks ago. And but that that was didn't seem to be coming to fruition. And, you know, you sometimes you just chalk that up to a rumor. He's only 61 years old. Certainly wasn't the picture of health, but I mean. 61, man, I'm 11 years from 61. Um, anyway, uh, he, he it just a, a tragic thing where he couldn't sleep, so he goes on the couch, and then his wife comes out there and finds him in the middle of a seizure, and it's just awful. And so he goes to the hospital, eventually passes away. Um, prayers up to everybody involved. Prayers up to Mississippi State fan base. Everybody, uh, look, I didn't think he was a great fit for the SEC, frankly. I thought he was a great personality fit because he's a great personality fit wherever he goes. He's a lot of fun to listen to. I just didn't think his style necessarily was great for the SEC, but uh, this certainly transcends football. And, um, you know, we lost a, an icon in the sport, a guy with loaded personality. And you just about, you know, of course you lose Mike Leach tragically. You lose Ed Orgeron. Say what you want to about him. He was he's full of personality. Maybe he can be a bit acerbic and and rough around the edges, to put it mildly. But uh, he he certainly was a fun dude to listen to. And just you, you know, there's always something that the uh, this conference has lost some personality recently. So uh, in different ways, but certainly prayers up to everybody involved with that. And um, Man, I, I don't want to be too cold-hearted about this. Let's let's not do that. Let's both admit we uh, really feel bad for the Mississippi 
state family and the Mike Leach family in particular. But boy, now, I mean, if you want to, it maybe is too soon, but if you want to look at, okay, what's Mississippi State do now? I know they've got an interim coach, obviously. Um, but my goodness, we are a few, we're, we're, we're a week away from signing day. Um, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, whew, it, th- this is a bad spot. Now, obviously, I'm not trying to say, hey, shame on Mike Leach or anything like that. Please don't misunderstand. I'm just saying the reality of it is Mississippi State's in a bad spot right now because um, this the, the whole campus has got to be uh, surrounded and depressed and, and rightfully so. Um, but, you know, the world keeps turning, especially the college football world. And while everybody is sending out their prayers and thoughts on Twitter and, and on social media, all the coaches, et cetera, and, that, and that's all wonderful. You know, part of them are like, okay, if there's anything, anybody at Mississippi State that's committed to Mississippi State or at Mississippi State that may want to get in the portal, we're going to go after them now. I mean, this is a cutthroat business. Um, I'm, I'm, I just feel for the future of the program a little bit because it's, what they what they do next is going to identify this program for years to come. Yeah. Um, you know, it would be, you know, obviously the timing uh, of a tragedy is uh, it's never a good time. It's never a good time. If this happened in the off season, if this happened in May, June or July, it wasn't a good time to lose third uh, uh, personality of the sport. Uh, I was a big fan. of. I mean, he is a guy, Luke, that, you know, every time he's been interviewed, you don't change the channel. You know, you you watch, you see what Mike Leach has to say about virtually anything. And uh, we're, we're going to miss that as college football. Uh, to say nothing of how innovative his offense, uh, the statistics uh, that, that people will be pointing out in the next couple of days, jaw-dropping offensive statistics uh, from the offense that he helped create that changed college football, uh, unreal. And, uh, yeah, what, what a loss. And you make a great point is, you know, his loss doesn't stop the fact that signing day is next Wednesday, that Mississippi state is scheduled as we speak to play in a bowl game. I, I would assume there's going to be discussion of not playing in the bowl game. I think that that might be something that's discussed. Um, uh, I would just, I don't know Coach Leach at all personally, never met him, never, never met him. Don't pretend, I'm not going to pretend to know him, but I can't help but wonder. I think if you ask Mike Leach right now, you know, should Mississippi State not play this bowl game, you know, to remember you uh, play? I bet he would want this game played and he would want Mississippi State football to go on. So, you know, but, but we'll see whatever the leadership over there decides. One interesting thing to me about what's going to happen going forward, Zach Arnett, who's the interim coach, great defensive coordinator, brag on him all season long, brag on him a lot in the Alabama Mississippi. I do on Bama Insider because I was really impressed with a lot of things that he did defensively in that game against Alabama, limiting uh, Alabama's offense to 31 points. And if you think, boy, that doesn't sound like you limit much. Remember that Alabama averages over 40 a game. And uh, Zach Arnett's defense held Alabama to well under that number. Zach is the one that is charged with holding things together while everyone mourns Coach Leach's loss. And he's the one that's got to, for now, keep the signing class together, add some names to it, and see what he can do to bring 
given talent to Mississippi State, he's got to be on the short list of candidates to replace Coach Leach permanently, and he may get the job based on all circumstances. So that'll be interesting to see. Do they just turn it over to Zach Arnett uh, permanently uh, with a with a three, four year, five year contract, or um, and after signing day they set about uh, hiring a permanent coach? That'll be really interesting to see what the Mississippi State president. Uh, uh, board of trustees or whatever they have and uh, and their their uh, AD decides because this is unprecedented. Uh, unfortunately, their president or AD, their buddy and say, hey, what did you do when this happened? Uh, Craig Stevenson, the fine reporter from AL.com today, uh, reported in a tweet that a sitting head coach has not died since Randy Walker at Northwestern in 2006. And Randy Walker did not die during the season. The last time a coach died in season, and this is still in season. There's still a game to be played. The last time a coach died in season, Luke, 1971, a TCU coach died during – he actually collapsed during a game and died. Weirdly, he was a Mississippi State graduate. Oh, my God. That, you know, that is bizarre. I was thinking that today about how rare it is because, you know, it's such a pressure-packed job. And you've got so much on your mind and like you literally can never sleep. Um, you are always dealing with the drama of teenagers and early 20 guys um, and their girlfriends and their parents and their, their agents and their handlers. Um, meanwhile, you've got all this pressure to win. Everybody either calls you the greatest that's ever been, which there's pressure associated with that, or you're the biggest bum that's ever walked the face of the earth. Um, you don't get a lot of relationship with your family. Uh, I, I mean, these coaches are generally now things have changed just like they've changed on the PGA tour. Thanks to Tiger Woods, where everybody's gotten in better shape. Things have changed somewhat, but I mean, most coaches aren't in fantastic shape. They're also usually kind of older in, in the fifties to seventies range. Um, and wow, it just, uh, it's amazing the fortitude these guys must have so rare where you would think given the circumstances, this, this could be a little bit more common. Of course, you know, you're making millions of dollars so you, you can get, and you got great healthcare and access to great healthcare, whatever. But um, there's still a lot of things out there that uh, science and medicine and doctors just can't handle. But regardless, prayers up to the entire Leach family, entire Mississippi state family. Um, we certainly, feel your pain and um, he will be missed all right uh, terrible segue but I'm going to talk about betonline.net right now betonline.net is where the game starts you can go there and get any bet in on anything you want you can bet on any bowl game you can bet on any basketball game you can bet on MMA you can bet on golf you can bet on NFL you can bet on college football whatever you want so easy to deposit so easy to withdraw those are two key points when you're talking about dealing with a betting website Bet Online has all the latest news and podcasts and anything you need to get you up to date to put in the, the best bet you can do. So go to betonline.net, go use them today. I've used them. You can play poker. It's you can play uh, you know, other casino games. You can do a lot of different things at betonline.net. It's so much fun. It's so easy to download, like I said. And then it's so easy to deposit and easier to withdraw. Bet online is where the game starts. 
All right, Jimmy, uh, Bama basketball, uh, ESPN came out with a bracketology here a couple hours ago, and uh, they have Bama as a one seed. Um, that's pretty dead gum awesome. Uh, yeah. Now, you know, will Bama stay there? they got a huge game tonight against Memphis. Um, you know, this schedule just keeps getting harder. Uh, Memphis, I think, is number right. – they're the first team out of the top 25, I believe. But uh, it would be – and but they do get back a guy that's been, you know, an NCAA limbo tonight just uh, weirdly against Alabama. So, it would be nice to get a big win tonight. I know it's at 8 o'clock. I know it's on TV. I know – you know, most people coming from Birmingham, it's not a you know, drive in the world. But please, if you can go to this game, go to this game and, and let's show out. Um, get a big win tonight. Then you got Birmingham, Gonzaga uh, on CBS Saturday at noon. Can't wait for that one. Then a bit of a reprieve with a very bad Jackson State team coached by uh, Mo Williams, Alabama, Mo Williams. And then you go to Mississippi State about a week after that. So big five uh, – it was a five-game stretch. Now, big four-game stretch coming up. Um, I had said when we started this five-game stretch before Houston, if we go three and two, I'll be thrilled to death. I am now shooting for four and one uh, <laughs> with five and oh delusions of grandeur in my head. You know, what stands out to me, Luke, about uh, Memphis tonight is – one year ago, or, or right before you play Memphis, last year was going really well. We're coming off the Sweet 16, uh, you know, season where you win the SEC, you win the SEC 16, you lose in overtime, uh, and the program's got all this momentum, and then they start out hot. They start out playing well. They beat Gonzaga. They beat Houston, uh, you know, and, and things look really good, and then they lost to Memphis. And I think while it didn't go completely south from there, it, it stayed afloat to the point you made the NCAA tournament. But that's all you basically did. You barely make it. You lose in the first round. And, and the downturn started with the Memphis loss. I think most people agree, and I think Nate Oates believes that, that it started with the Memphis loss. So here we go again. The great start. Everything looks great. You're ranked high. Everyone's excited. Everyone's even pointing to what seed you might have in the NCAA tournament, and here comes Memphis. So I think tonight is almost a bit of a uh, – you know, in terms of uh, – we've got to play past what, 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 what you, know, you know, what the obstacle was a year ago. And it wasn't specifically anything that Memphis did. I think, if anything, this is just bad luck and juju that it's – sort of so similar to what happened last season of players. It's a new talent level. It's a deeper team. Uh, let, let, let's see Alabama take advantage of that depth. What I would like to see, Luke, is different players beat Memphis than the ones that beat Houston, if that makes sense. The best teams have a different dude that does it every night. It's not the same guy movie night after night after night that it looks different every night. So maybe, uh, maybe tonight Brandon Miller goes off, for instance. Yeah, I would love to see it. Um, he's due a big game, so uh, I'll be tuned in. I, I've got to do the sports blitz program from 7 to 9, but uh, then I'll be hustling home or at least hustling to my parents' house where I stayed when I spend the night here and uh, checking out the game. So can't wait for it. I hope everybody shows up. And uh, meanwhile, until next time, everybody, roll tide. Roll tide. That's a great